Hey everybody, Anna here. You're listening to part two of our beauty episode. We dive real deep here, guys, talking about makeup. Faith is in her glory, talking about all things makeup, including baking powder, which P.S. It's not the same thing you bake with. Spoiler alert. Uh, We dive into the who's who on celebrity hairstylists. We go through the listener questions in a speed round, rapid fire questions and answers towards the end. We hope you guys enjoy it. I know I have enjoyed all of your feedback on episode one. I'm telling you, right? Your mind was totally blown by stuff. I couldn't believe it. The very next day, my mini wait what? The very next day after we recorded, I went to the salon and bought a Veda shampoo and conditioner and my hair is soft and luxurious. It's amazing. So we hope you enjoy part two of this. And if you can't already tell, I figured out how to add music to our segments. I cannot wait until Faith hears this. Okay. Bye. So for our next segment, we we have our resident baby Jane (laughs) or tranny. Oh, you don't get the baby Jane joke? Really? Whatever happened to baby Jane? Do you get that, Lisa? Mm Mm-mm. Somebody will. You know what? My best friend Mary would get that. Anyway, so we're going to talk makeup now with resident tranny, um, Faith. And co-host. And co-host, yes. Um, So the first question comes from Barline, and it's, what is highlighter and how do you use it? Well, I'm going to prep the whole makeup segment because this is my bitch. (laughs) This whole segment is, I'm so, I've been so excited. (laughs) Lisa's snoring. Lisa and her skincare are going to take a nap. I am so excited for the segment. You guys have no idea. No idea how excited. Okay. So the first tip I can give everyone for makeup, and it kind of goes into the highlighter question. So people always ask about makeup, like how do I get the glow and the prime and like, what do I need to do? And actually what marries my segment from Lisa's segment There is no makeup that's going to make your skin glow. What? There's no makeup that's going to make your skin matte. Do you know what you have to do to do that is proper skincare. So you have to prep the skin. So if your skin is like dry and like flaky, if I put the best liquid foundation on, it's still going to look dry and flaky, but with cakey foundation in it. <laughs> if your skin is super, super oily, you can put a mattifying powder that's going to absorb the oil on your skin and cake up in, in clumps all over your skin. Correct? Like th- we've had these problems. Right. So the best, the most important part of makeup is prep. If your skin is dry, then you need to use a good moisturizer. And then when you pick a primer, you want to pick a primer that's maybe a glow primer. For me in the winter, I have to use a glow primer because I need something that's going to make it look nice and moisturized and dewy. In the summer, my face looks like an oil slick. (laughs) So I am using using an oil control lotion, a Veda Uh oil control lotion moisturizer. Uh And then I am using a mattifying primer because the canvas is the canvas and you can't change that. If you are painting on canvas or you are painting on a tree stump, I don't know what you're painting on. I don't know. You you can't, makeup's not going to change that. You have to change the canvas before you put your makeup on. It is the most important step. People have no idea how important that is. Prep is everything. 
So if you have really dry skin, you have to use moisturizer and you have to use a glow primer or something. Um, And just because it's not going to stick to your skin, makeup doesn't stick. It's not going to stick to your skin if it's not, if it's not properly hydrated in the way it needs to be beforehand. Okay. Okay. So going into highlighter. highlighter. So going back to the original (laughs) question. So highlighter, I guess it's part of like contouring, which is really big right now. And all contouring and highlighting does is it's kind of like what highlights and low lights do to your hair, right? It makes certain parts of your face more exposed to seem brighter and lighter. And it makes certain parts deeper to add like that deep contour. So it looks like your face has all different shapes. I think you need to know where to highlight. Yeah. Well, this is, I'm I'm going to teach you guys the flashlight trick. I'm going to teach you the flashlight trick. What? So what you want to do is turn your lights off. Like, are you afraid of the dark? I don't, I don't have it right now. Are we going to tell spooky stories? Ooh, Lisa, we can tell spooky (laughs) moon stories. Yes. Yes! The witches are waking up. Yes. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. So this is going to sound really weird and probably no one has a real flashlight anymore. So you have to use the flashlight on your phone. No, you want to take a spotlight and you want to put it over your face. Mm. Oh, Anna and Lisa are going to do this. Ooh, We're all going to do this. No, you should turn over the your light face. off. I thought for sure I would put you it under. a flashlight. Like spooky No, story. you don't. No, no. over. So, so wherever. <laughs> Lisa, well, you're pointing the wrong way. <laughs> Wherever I love you. If you have a real flashlight, it works a little better. But we're gonna use phone lights because it's 2019. Yes. You want to I wish your there was someone to and you want to photo. hold the flashlight. Wherever the light is hitting is where you should be highlighting. So and wherever it's dark should be contoured. Okay. So, so can I so, so looking at you, if because I'm assuming you're holding the light in the correct spot. So I but I also scared. will say all of us have our heads lean back. If you have a real flashlight, it's here. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So looking at it, I can't tell where my light is. Looking here, yeah. you should have a little bit of highlight on the bridge of your nose. Yeah. You should maybe have it between your eyes, but usually that just should be a little bit of a lighter spot, not necessarily a highlight, but like you want to use a lighter foundation in the um the space of skin between your eyes and a little bit on your forehead. So mm-hmm. not necessarily a glow highlight, but a lighter skin highlight. Okay. You want it on the um kind of upper cheekbones yeah. under right under your eye. Yeah. Exactly and maybe the cupid's peak of your lip. Because if you know. have a pronounced face, it would also pop out right there. My nose is too big for that. So <laughs> mine's like just on your nose. So <laughs> just on your nose. So typically with the highlight, you're just trying to draw attention to the parts of your face that should be pronounced a little more. Oh boy. These two, these two. <laughs> Hashtag it's Should I put problems. you out in the moonlight? Should no. I put <laughs> It won't help us. Our noses are just going to block it. So you, you want to create a natural light and darkness. So what I typically do is do a depth all around my hairline, which you can tell because I have makeup all over it today, but like bronze are <laughs> there because you want to add a contour, do a little bit of a lighter color between your eyes. And then a highlight really is just to add the glow because fresh <laughs> dewy skin looks younger, right? It looks alive. It looks then awake. What, why am I wiping sweat off of myself? Well, maybe you don't need highlighter. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> because I honestly, sweat. in the summer, I do not need highlighter. My right. skin doesn't naturally. Or if you're really tan, you don't need it because your skin doesn't naturally. Mm-hmm. But 
it's just to kind of bring out parts of your face. So there's two different highlighters. Well, two different essentially compositions of highlighters you can really use. And one would be like a liquid highlighter and one's more of Mm -hmm. like a cream or condensed or a powder highlighter. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, actually, so it's three. It's liquid, cream, and powder. So whenever you're using liquid, you always want to blend wet with wet. I always try to say that if you try to put a liquid highlighter on top of dried powder foundation, it's going to be a hot mess. I think a lot of the problems people have with makeup is mixing the wrong consistencies on Mm -hmm. top of the wrong consistencies. Mm -hmm. So you always want to think wet product, wet canvas, dry product, dry canvas. If you can remember that, that'll help you with a lot of things. So if you want to use like a liquid or a cream based highlighter where you're either using your finger or using a sponge to kind of apply it, you want to do that when your foundation or concealer is on your face and is still wet. Or if you're someone who doesn't wear a lot of foundation, then you would do that after your moisturizer and just kind of tap it on or dab it on with either a sponge or with your fingertip. Mm-hmm. For That would be for like a liquid or cream-based highlighter. You just kind of want to tap that on when your skin is moisturized or freshly after foundation. So that has the time to kind of blend. Okay. And then you want to let that set. If you're using a powder highlighter, then you're going to use that at the very last step after you've done all of your skincare, which means you've done, if you're, I'm assuming you, you're wearing a lot of makeup and, um, and for, for a powder highlighter, I'm assuming you're wearing a lot of makeup because you're putting it onto a powdered canvas, Mm -hmm. which means you've either not put on foundation, done translucent powder or light powder over your face and Mm -hmm. then put on the like, or the powder or powder highlighter. Sorry. Um, or very in depth. And so that being said, now there's also mattifying powders, which are the opposite of highlight powders, which help oil control. And a lot of people use those in their T zone. So you'd have to know your skin. You'd have to know your skin. A if you're an oily based, yes. then you know. Yeah. And so a lot of people like get the mattify powder, which kind of works the opposite of a highlighter. And you can kind of dab it in between. You'll see like baking powders now. And essentially what that is, is I'll put my foundation on everything and then I'll take a baking powder in a little bit of a lighter shade and I'll um, actually just tap it onto my skin above my eyebrows and in between my eyebrows and I'll tap it right under my eyes and I'll tap it on both my jaw lines and you actually let that sit for a few minutes and it absorbs the heat of your skin absorbs that in and helps mattify and make everything stick and then after it absorbs in after a couple of minutes you just take a loose brush and brush that off but it's essentially the same as a highlighter it's just with a mattify look it's just essentially creating light spots on your face to help elevate your contour what the a lot. fuck? I you're gonna need to tutorial this shit too because I am sitting in front of you and I'm like, what just happened? What's with the light? Get the light. Uh, yeah, first, yeah, do the little creepy flashlight thing, and then all right, I'm just gonna move on to the next question because that was so much I can't even handle it. Um. Okay, so let's talk about eyeshadow primer. Okay. So is it necessary? It isn't necessary if you're priming your eyes with foundation. Okay. Like essentially they're just saying like if you have like, let's say you have dry skin and you're not 
doing the prep work, which is really what it comes down to. And you have a dry eyelid because that skin's different than the rest of your face. And you try to take an eyeshadow and make it stick. It's going to be like, I don't know, throwing chalk at a chalkboard. Basically primer. I don't know if that's the right analogy. If you you prepped your skin properly, you don't need primer. Oh, period. Okay. And, and if you prep it and you still need, yeah. Give her the mic. You don't, if you prep your skin properly, you don't need the so-called primers. Okay. Unless you're combating a problem that you have. Okay. Exactly. If you have issues with your skin that you need to cover or, but if your skin is prepped properly, you do not need those. Okay. So doing this in like, go ahead. uh, Eyeshadow primer is, is moisturizer Mm -hmm. to get your lid wet to make the eyeshadow stick. And they'll actually, it's moisturizer. (laughs) It's moisturizer with a little bit of tackiness to it to help make something stick. Or has to use all that skincare. Right. So if your skin is perfect and you just want your eyeshadow to stay, then you're a candidate for the primer. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. You have great skin, so you don't do all that stuff, but you just wipe on the primer, then you're the candidate for that. Okay. So can we use like a real life scenario? So I use concealer on my eyes, but I put it like all around, like on the lids too. Mm -hmm. And then I use, um, like usually like a a loose powder around my face. I don't use like a foundation or anything like that. It's all powders. So do I need primer then? Or should I be using just powder on powder? Well, is the concealer like a creamy? It is a cream one. Yeah. Probably not. Oh, that you're using here, the concealer that you're using yeah. on your lid is uh-huh. creamy. It's mm-hmm. not dry, a mm-hmm. powder. Correct. And I would think that's enough. So you putting eyeshadow on top of the concealer is like you putting translucent powder on the concealer on the rest of your face. It just sets it. Okay. A powder is going to set a liquid. Okay. So as long as you're not, if you were doing concealer and then powder and then eyeshadow, it probably wouldn't stick as well. Okay. Which sounds opposite. Powder should always be the last thing. Be the last thing. Uh, but Yeah. Um, aside from eyeliner, sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. So then don't put the translucent powder on my eyelid until the end. Okay. Until the very end. Already. I want to put that on top of my eyeshadow. Some people do like a setting powder. Oh, you don't have to though. You don't have to. No, you don't have to. Okay. All right. Um, But like if you watch a lot of makeup tutorials, they'll do like all their eyeshadow and stuff. And Mm -hmm. then if they want to create, say a lighter spot on their eye or lighter brow bone, Mm -hmm. they go back in with concealer in a very small mm-hmm. and they'll just line that on and then while the concealer is still wet they put another layer of a lighter eyeshadow on oh look so at that. 90% of the time it's concealer or foundation so again if you're the person that wakes up and you really don't wear makeup and you really don't wear foundation and you really don't even need to moisturize and you just want like a swipe of color on your eye Eyeshadow primer is perfect for you. Oh, that is. That's the only time you need it. But if you're already doing moisturizer and foundation, all those other things, you 100% don't need eyeshadow primer. Okay. We have bridal parties. I prep skin. Yes. That's all you do. I love to do it because Mm -hmm. when I do that, they're like, oh my God, what did you do to her skin? Because her makeup went on so much better. Oh, that's so interesting. When you have to use the. But. It's it's for like the person that's doing it fast and easy. Mm-hmm. That's what a primer is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just only doing their eyes. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, and and also just so people understand, the better you prep and the more layers you have in your skin before you put the makeup on, the more it lasts. That's okay. why you prep. Okay. All right. Smoother, Good more, information. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm checking off my questions here. Um, so one question that Emily had, how do, can I stop a liquid eyeliner transfer that somehow ends up at the top of my eyelids? So I've gone through some major work on this <laughs> because I wear liquid eyeliner every single day. Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing is actually just the liquid eyeliner. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite is actually a cheapie. Mm. It's Almay. I have a lot of allergies. So although I wear a lot of makeup, mm -hmm. whatever's closest to my eyes, I have to use hypoallergenic because mm -hmm. I have a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. um, so Almay is in a hypoallergenic makeup line and their liquid eyeliner goes on like gold. Um, but really? Yeah. It goes on really nicely and it's like a marker. Mm -hmm. um, but what you want to do, there's a couple things you can do. People sometimes keep or pieces of paper around, they say mm -hmm. the five second rule. You know, you do your eyeliner, you close your eye, one, two, three, four, five mm -hmm. is what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. Nobody has time for that. I literally go up and down makeup aisles and I, you want to make sure you're not putting a glob of it on. That is okay. also important. Put a thin line on. So if you take your brush out for your liquid eyeliner, it's like covered in color. Mm -hmm. You got to take, it's like nail polish. You don't take the nail polish brush right, out and, then and just throw it on, it on your nails. You got to right. make sure you have have the right amount. Mm -hmm. So start with the right amount, put it on your hand. I put it on my hand. I blow on it for two seconds. And then I go like push it on my other hand to see if it rubs off on it. Okay. Kind of like a stamp trying to get into Soho back yeah. in the day. <laughs> Lick your hand, press it on someone else's hand. Ugh. Like I do Gross. the eyeliner test. And yeah. if you do a thin line of it and it doesn't rub off within five seconds, you're good to go. Oh, and I right. really think that now, again, if you are, um, oily mm -hmm. eyeliner is going to take a little longer to dry. Okay. Right. So if Fair. you're oily, you want to make sure you are not using as much Okay, because it's not going to dry as fast. If it's summer, mm. things don't dry as fast in summer. Your nails don't dry as fast in summer because mm -hmm. there's so much humidity in the air. Right. So that's when, I don't know, someone told me you're supposed to keep like an Asian fan. And I don't know, maybe it's because I was Asian. <laughs> they just want to see me do it. Yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to keep a fan near your makeup. Okay. So that you owe it. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll make them. We'll just make them. And they'll say, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We did talk about this. Everyone have fans. Yeah. But you're supposed to take a fan and close your eyes and be able to wave your face mm -hmm. for five seconds and be done. Okay. So my biggest advice on the eyeliner is honestly just doing the eyeliner test. If you constantly are finding that problem, then I think you have to see how much you're putting on your um, on the brush because it might just be too much. Okay. And always, 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 if you're trying to set anything, you set liquid with powder. So if you're using a pencil eyeliner, you have that problem, take the pencil eyeliner and then buy a very small brush. That's the, about the, um, depth of an eyeliner mm -hmm. and take black powder and put it right over it. And okay. it'll set that, it'll set the liquid in two seconds and okay. then you don't have to worry about it. So, all right. So does the same go for mascara? I have this problem all the time where I have mascara, like on the top of my lid. It's just not drying. It's like it's but too I don't get it until like the middle later. of the day. Oh, uh, no, you can say that in the <laughs> microphone. Thank you. It's from perspiration because I'm a greasy Italian. I know. Yeah, she totally tried to throw you under the bus. All right. No, that's fair. I who's what? what's on their eyelids? But I will say, do you use a setting spray? No, no, but I have noticed that I'm like, 
if I'm looking up at something that like if I'm looking up yeah. all day, they are hitting my eyelid. Maybe my eyelids are just drooping. No, you know what else does help? I will say a setting spray. I okay. used to be like an anti-believer of the sp- setting spray, but I did oh, like no, like you just spray it. No, because what it does is it helps set the makeup. So I feel like it's less able. Like oh, if you're perspirating, yeah, it doesn't stick. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. So <laughs> I just envision like my makeup sliding <laughs> off of my eyes. Like this way. Yeah. Like downwards. Yeah. Like no, like, no, yeah, mine goes up ironically. I Interesting. I barely have any on. But yeah. The and mascara and the tiny little eyeliner. Yeah. Tends to yeah. go. Because I like to moisturize my skin. So, yeah. you know. Powder. Yeah. I know the powder. And the setting spray does really work. I actually did like a test. Mm-hmm. I went one month every day wearing setting spray and mm-hmm. one month every day not wearing setting spray. And it was like, honestly, I don't know what setting spray is. If you ask me an ingredient, I'm sure it's probably <laughs> the most harmful stuff in the world. I don't know what it is. It's tar. It works. <laughs> I hate to say it. It does work. I'm going to ask. Um, so <laughs> thoughts on microblading. Um, microblading is awesome. Um, I actually First have... of all, I'll talk about what it is. Okay. Microblading is essentially a tattoo on your eyebrows, but instead of using a needle, it's semi-tick. a semi-permanent, sorry, semi-permanent tattoo. Thank you. Semi-permanent tattoo, but instead of using, um, needles to get a look of like where you're drawing in a line, mm-hmm. it actually is a blade. So it looks like it mimics, um, what the look of a strand of hair would look oh, like. Oh, okay. So it's essentially taking this blade and it goes up with the ink. So it looks like strands of hair is what they're actually drawing on. Um, I've, seriously contemplating microblading because as, if anyone's met me, it looks like I take Sharpie to my eyebrows. Um, <laughs> brown Sharpie. <laughs> it's my specialty. Um, but <sighs> what it does is for anybody that has like a lack of eyebrows or any like spaces or anything, it does kind of help give you that natural look. Um, I would love to have it done because when I don't do my eyebrows, I feel very bare and I would love to be able to like go to the gym or go places and not have to fill in my eyebrows. Um, but I think if I got microbladed on the days that I'm wearing full makeup, I would still end up filling my eyebrows in because it's not going to totally mimic the look of a makeup look. But if you're someone that doesn't wear a lot of makeup and just wants to be able to walk out the door and have like your eyebrows look good and full, it's an awesome solution. Like I highly recommend microblading. I think it's wonderful. Do your research. Make sure you go to someone who's very qualified. Check their Instagram. Make sure they're posting lots of pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, with microblading, when certain people get to certain numbers, like 500, 1,000, 5,000, when they hit those numbers, they actually have to record those. Um, so a lot of them do it via their social media. So wow. you definitely want to go to someone who's <laughs> extremely experienced in microblading because it is a semi-permanent tattoo. Um, it is an investment, but if you're someone who likes to walk out the door without any makeup on, but you hate your eyebrows, it is ideal. Like I still want mine done. Wow. All right. Um, our last question comes from hood at heart. We love you, Sam. Is it cool for men to get lash extensions asking for a friend? Sure. I'm going to say that most dudes don't even need them because guys have the best eyelashes ever, ever. Here's a crazy little thing. Yeah, I don't even know if I should say this. Say it. But um, <laughs> it's not about lashes on guys, but we were just on vacation and men have painted pedicures. What? 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 
No, they like really literally mean, what? Like they have um, nail polished pedicures on their toes. Oh. Very big, masculine, tattooed men have pedicures. So, I mean, know, why not? I'm not going to kick someone out of bed yeah. for it. So, yeah. it's fine. Why not the lashes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go for it. It's about time you, to take care of You themselves. do you, Hooded Heart. You do you. You're really opening up your <laughs> your portal of guys that are, you're welcoming yeah, into your bedroom right now, Anna. Just so you know. <laughs> so if you have painted toenails, eyelash extensions, you got a chance with Anna. And you're okay with neck hammocks. <laughs> next. So for our next segment, we want to talk about like the industry here. So you mentioned before you kind of talked a lot about the extensive education and continuing education that Aveda has you guys go through and and kind of the different hair shows you've been to and stuff. So let's talk about, I want to hear all about your hair shows. So, oh, Faith is ready. Faith is ready. I feel like this could be an entire other podcast episode of the people that we've met in our careers and how amazing it's been. You can kick us off. No? No? <laughs> Go for it. Please. Well, you've met some really big names too, some yeah. heavy hitters. But yeah. um, I'm trying to think. So like I'll let Lisa talk about some of the people she's met through Aveda because it's it's really incredible and how many people she's actually brought into our salon to teach classes, mm-hmm. um, which is really freaking cool because as a salon owner, she can bring anybody in through Aveda um, to teach our salon. And she has, which mm-hmm. is I mean, pretty celebrity. Um, But so for me, we've been to a lot of hair shows over the years, like Miami, um, New Orleans, Minneapolis, D.C. Where else have we gone together? Oh, I went. I'm trying to think. We've been to. Oh, we've been to quite. Yeah, we've been to quite a few places together. Um, But I've met Justin Anderson. Um, who works for Chris McMillian. Um, and now he's actually more recently become famous because he does Kristen Cavallari's hair and he's on her show. Um, he's an absolute like gem of a person. And I went out to LA and I actually got to hang out with him for a little bit too. And he's like that cool in person. I think the coolest thing about hairstylists in our profession is like they kind for the most part, they are what you think. They are pretty real. They're pretty real. Mm-hmm. Because we're all used yeah. to being in the service industry. So there's kind of no mm-hmm. like, like, um, we're not on stage. We're behind stage. Yeah. There's no glamour about mm-hmm. it. There's nothing Whether it's glamorous a big stage about our or a job. Small stage, yeah. That's what it is for us. And that's why they are universal the same. Yeah. And when we go to hair shows, we see the peop- the big shots, but they're, they know that they aren't any bigger than we are. It's just the stage that they're on. And different. they all say that too. Yeah. They're all really mm-hmm. good about that. And, you know, anyone that's a hairstylist that is quote unquote famous or more well known, they talk about it and they're like, you guys, I've been through it just like you guys have. It's just that luckily when I was going through it, I met <laughs> such and so and moved to this big city and then yeah, these it's, chances it's opened up. Geography. It is geography, mm-hmm. especially in our in mm-hmm. our industry. But um for me, um, we've met a lot of great people. Um recently we had just such an awe inspiring yeah. experience yeah. with people. The last time we went away was for me, like I'm not a, a starstruck person like Faith, and it's it's okay on both sides, right? Uh, no, I'm yeah. excited for you to say your side because yeah. I think you had a really great experience. I did. This last I really show. did. Most of my times that I met 
people where people only through Aveda and like they do make, they probably do celebrity hairstylists, but, or styles, but, um, it's not, they're not as their names aren't out there. And the last show we were at is very well known. It had Chris Appleton. Mm-hmm. It had Ann Cotron. It had um, Harry Which Josh. I don't know much. It had of. Sally Hirschberger. Yeah. It, it was all big names. Yeah. Big, big names. Yeah. And um, Lisa there was had- two really cool experiences that Oh, I and Frederick Asperis, who's Lady Gaga's hairstylist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. All, it, it, for me, I'm like not a big show. I'm not a showboat. No. So like- I always think that they must be that way too. And there was three people that I met in our last hair show that I was so overwhelmed that they weren't showboats, which you thought they would be. And one was Chris Appleton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he he's doing what? Whose hair? Kim Kardashian, Kardashian J-Lo, and yeah. Katy Perry. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. So here he is, the I'm most gonna beautiful. Show, I'm going to show Anna a picture. You guys have to look at have ever seen. He is beautiful. Chris Appleton. I'm going to show Anna. Big, tall, beautiful British, person. British. And he's on stage and he does his thing. And then we go downstairs, which is usually like you see the stage show and then you go downstairs and then there's like. Um, <laughs> I've hi. just seen a photo. Yeah. <laughs> he has no top on. And so. <laughs> I fully encourage so him not wearing a top ever again. He goes downstairs to his booth. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and that's not even real. Do you think he's in a neck hammocks? <laughs> The greatest thing is, is he was looking around and at first I thought he's looking around like I, I'm better than this. I'm like, that's what I thought he was doing. But honestly, he was not. He was, he was not. looking around like, I, I don't know why I'm doing like it was the total opposite. It was he, he was, was so down to earth. Yeah. And yeah. he saw me and Faith across yeah. the booth because there was a line of people waiting to take pictures with him, mm-hmm. you know, and we're uh-huh. like, Oh, look at him. He, yeah. And I looked over and I was like, Hmm, look at him. Look at all the line of this. These people are looking for him. And he really didn't care. No. And yeah. he came across the thing, yep. left his line of people to come over to the booth that we were at, which was Harry Josh. Harry Josh. And he came over and said, hi, dear. Thank Harry, you. I know. Stop. To yeah. Harry Josh. And then he looked at us girls. And in a moment, I think he thought, I saw you guys looking. And right. You, do, you, you don't care enough to be in my line, but I wanted to say hi. Yeah. That's what I thought he did. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. He was super cool. They were all really genuine yeah. people. So in, in that sentence, we were standing in the right line for Harry Josh to buy his blow dryer and the tools that he creates. And he is a hairstylist. Oh, he's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that show brought me to Faith's world, which I'm not typically in with who does whose hair. I don't, I don't know that stuff. Yeah. Whereas I am obsessed with it. Yeah. I live and And die by it. here I am standing next to the two people (laughs) that are pretty. I'm peeing my pants. And I'm just Just like, you know, and Lisa's like, oh wait, who's this guy again? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, hey, what's up? And he's like, oh, you want to buy my blow dryer? I'm like, sure. Yeah. What's up? And then I'm going, I'm going, Lisa, Lisa, it's really him. Lisa, do you know where you're buying this blow dryer from right now? Yeah. Oh so that was to me that was pretty cool that I was buy, buying a tool a, a, a blow dryer from someone that created Whose name it was on it and his name was on it he could have had people selling his stuff but it and was he never once there. you yeah. if I didn't, I didn't tell know. Lisa I, that I that was him know. 
There was nothing about his attitude or demeanor that made you think this must be the guy. He wasn't this grandeur showman. He was just this great guy. And um, he answered every question we had. And we asked him why he started his tool line. And he's like, it just made sense. I used so many tools over the years that didn't make sense for stylists and didn't have the functionality it needed to have. And I wanted to make my own. So, you know, there's... Harry Josh tools are an incredibly great tool line. They're highly reputable and he stands behind his product and his, his vision and his, yeah. Um, his being yeah. is amazing. Once you meet him, you're like, yeah, I'll buy whatever you're selling. Every hairstylist mm-hmm. on stage had five minutes at the end to like kind of leave their last closing note. And a lot of them, and they all said great inspirational yeah, things. They really and did. they did. It, it was great. It was, but then Harry Josh went and he goes, you know, I'd be abusing my platform if I didn't take this time to please tell everyone there's a link on my Instagram. Please donate $5 to the Amazon fires right now that are happening. And he's in in the Amazon, like the rainforest. He's like, he goes, you know, if we don't use this platform to make this world a better place, then why are we getting this type of acknowledgement? And that was what he said. He Mm -hmm. literally used the last five minutes he had to address (laughs) thousands of people to say. Not about himself. Not about himself. But he said, Help us and fix that's this why planet. We have his blow dryers, and that's why we have his blow dryers, yeah. mm-hmm. and they work really well. Of course, obviously. Um, but I, I quickly will say my favorite celebrity experience with oh, yeah. hairstylists I've ever had was that I got to fly out to LA. Yes, yes. <laughs> and prior to that, I would just say our Aveda people. Oh my Ian god, our Aveda people are amazing. They're the best. Ian Michael Black. Um, we met the president of Aveda. Yeah. Um, you met Horst. Yes. And um, um, the young lady that we saw. Janelle Gleason. No. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, go on. <laughs> hmm. We've hit, we drank a lot of wine. Yeah. Um, no, we have met so many people through Aveda. Um, Ricardo Danis just came here and did a haircutting class. Who was amazing. Tristan in, um, Morrison. Oh, Lupe Voss. Yeah. Yeah. Lupe Voss is amazing. Yes. Yes. And, the uh, and Antoinette Beenders, who we actually just met again at a hair yeah. show, who's the artistic um, and global the director. You met um, when we were in New Orleans. New Orleans. Oh, Tracy Cunningham. Yeah. Oh, I love Tracy yeah, Cunningham. Love We've had so many good celebrity yeah. experiences. Yeah. Like, this is why I said we could have an entire segment about mm-hmm. this. Tracy Cunningham, We've I had, had my. A good advantage of. We've had. A- great amount of people. Half of that is because we're incredibly passionate about what we do. Every girl in our salon feels that way. And the other half of that is because Lisa gives us the opportunity to do that. Lisa allows our salon to close for a weekend so we can all do these things and get inspired and meet these people and feel validated in our careers. It is so important. We have met the best of the best. Tracy Cunningham was a come to Jesus A lot of times we go and we come back and people say, oh, what did you learn? What's the newest latest haircut and we're like we didn't learn that we learned how to be the best stylist hair shows are hearts. for us not so much it's not for our clients techniques and all. we may have but it's not about that yeah. we learned this passion you get reinvigorated in, in there yeah and for bringing anna back product yeah. yes <laughs> yes for sure goal of the next hair show <laughs> um but yeah it just validates why we do what we do and it, it is great um but yeah a few years ago i had the opportunity to go out to la and i got to assist rihanna capri and nikki lee at their salon 901 in la and it was 
the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. I had to sign a ton of NDAs because they had a lot of celebrities coming in out of their salon that day. But what was really cool was they really took me through how things roll in California versus here. Um, they talked about how like when clients hire them, um, big like companies like Paramount Pictures will hire 901 and say, we're having the Hunger Games. The whole cast is going to come here, but you guys have to do their hair. And we already talked to L'Oreal specialists and these are the formulas and you have to use L'Oreal because they're a sponsor. So like then all of a sudden they have to scramble. So what's hard about being a stylist in LA or in big cities like that is you actually have to know every single line out there. They have messengers that bring them hair color at all hours of the night, but like they all have this really great connection. So she's good friends with Tracy Cunningham, who's good friends with Chris McMillan who's friends with this. So let's say Jennifer Aniston casts a role and her hairstylist is Christmas, Chris McMillian. But this role says, hey, you can't bring your own hairdresser on. We have our hairdresser who's through our contract, through our company. So that hairdresser will call up Chris and say, Chris, I got Jen here. I need her formula. I need this. And then Chris will send a messenger with everything that hairstylist needs to make Jen's hair like Chris makes Jen's hair. So they have to all work together. So Rihanna Capri was like, we are, have to be in sync. We have to be friends with each other. This is such a crazy industry where my client might be having to go to this person because this person's doing the Vogue magazine shoot because they have a contract with Anna Wintour. And even though it's my client, I can't do the hair. So it's really interesting. It was cool for me to see that. I was starstruck the entire time. Um, but I just had a really great moment with them. And then they came to Toronto, I think, about a year and a half ago. And I got to go see them again for a beauty coach tour. Um, but yeah, going to these um, shows, meeting these celebrity stylists, which again, they really, celebrity stylists are actually just like you and I. They truly are. And that <laughs> is what inspires us. That is. That we it's the biggest highly thing. of these people when we read them in magazines and hear their names. And then when we meet them and they are so much like us, that's what we come home with yeah. is the inspiration of like, they know it's all the same. You right. know, we, we are all the same and it's not about precise haircuts and all that. And yes, we do learn yeah. and we grow, but it's about, um, the, the art of it and the love of it yeah, and the hard the work, you, the, the hard work. The There's art. no stylist that's a famous hairstylist. Lady Gaga's girl, um, oh, her, Frederick. his hairstylist, she, he was so mild and, and meek. You would have thought that he, she would have like this very flamboyant. Loud, yeah. yeah. And he was so, he was so kind and mm -hmm. sweet and quiet. Um, but another thing I want to say too, is like, so Kim Kardashian's hairstylist, Chris Appleton. Obviously, Kardashians are known for their wigs, right? And they have lots of wig changes and they have all these wigs. So people kept asking about the Kardashians and he finally like kind of got annoyed. He's like, listen, I know about wigs because I work with clients who are cancer patients. That's where he started. That's where he started. And he kept wanting to bring it back to that. He's like, you guys don't understand. I don't know about wigs because I grew up in Hollywood and I have affordability for these expensive wigs. I know about wigs because I have clients who are dear to my heart who went through cancer and I was forced to find them wigs and learn about wigs and learn how to put them and on. His mom. And to, his mom. Yeah, he used to do his mom's hair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You and have to figure. I remember Chris Appleton saying the best the the thing that made me want to do hair is I did my mom's hair and saw her smile, yeah, and and saw what that's I did so to change my mom, and then I said that's what I want to do for my life. That's yeah. so sweet. Make someone smile. 
Yeah. You have to figure like they have to kind of be mild mannered like that if they're dealing with such with the a people big that are big. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Like they have to kind of be have like, to be humble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're getting to my favorite segment, which is <laughs> like the real nitty gritty here. Alrighty. So yeah. we're gonna talk about debunking common beauty myths. Also some trick some tricks or beauty hacks. But first, we're going to start with appointment etiquette. First of all, as a disclaimer, and this is me, this is not them telling me to say this, tip your hairstylist. That is that is a given. That is a given. Tip your stylist every time. I just want to say that. Look at Faith's getting real into this. Yeah, she's like, cling. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's breaking glasses over here. No, but seriously, like tip your stylist. The fact that people don't do that is super, it's offensive to me and I'm not a stylist. A lot of people don't know what the tipping etiquette is. So I guess we can say it right here. I think tipping (laughs) etiquette for hairstylists is the same as restaurants. I would say usually it's 15 to 20%. And then you can go, you know, based off of how you think your service was. I will say something that people don't know is when it's a special occasion, say it's your wedding day, say it's something big, or let's say um, it was like a color correction and maybe the price wasn't always equal to how much work went into the hair. Tip what you think is fair. Um, if you're a bride getting your hair done and updo is the same cost as if a girl comes in for prom is the same for if someone comes in just for a style because they're going to a wedding. But you have to know that when you're a bride and you're coming in that your hairstylist has been thinking about your hair for <laughs> days, weeks, possibly months. Yep. We are not going out at all. Probably the week of your wedding. We are thinking about it. We have ping ponged every idea of how to do your hair with every other stylist. Our salon does that. Our salon does. We think about it for a long time. I think the most disrespectful thing you can ever do is show up to work hungover. And I think the second most disrespectful thing is to do it to a bride. Like you cannot be hungover in our job position profession and you cannot do it to a bride. It is it's their, their day. So, um, you know, you have to remember the prep work mentally that went into preparing for a wedding party. So I do think when it's a bridal party or something like that, you should tip a little bit more, um, than you normally would just because you should know that the thought and the process of, in preparation that went into your hairstyle was a little bit more. I have a question. So one of the things that I've heard before is if the person owns the salon, you should not tip them. (laughs) Okay. Lisa's too modest or humble. Sorry. Too humble to answer this question. So I'm going to take over this question for a hot second because I'm her friend and I will say it. So when you're an owner of the salon, that means that all the money that you had, you just invested into your salon. And I would say a good percentage of owners do not even get paid out of their salon. They're not even receiving paychecks. So actually, whatever they're making in profit of their own commission is going right back into the salon to pay the salon's bills. So actually, for maybe not all, but in our case, for our owner, and I know other small businesses at least, the only money they are bringing home as profit are their tips. Because everything else is going back into their business because they just invested that money into their business and they are working on paying off the money they invested in their business. So owners, sometimes the only thing they bring home at the end of the day altogether are their tips. So maybe you shouldn't do that. 
Thank you for debunking that. Because that's a, I feel, I've heard that from several, several people. I'm like, I don't think that's a thing. Bigger salons maybe or corporate. I don't know how those work. But in our experience in a small business, anyone that owns a small business, your money just goes back into that business for a really long time. So if you're going to Regis and Regis does your hair, don't tip them. <laughs> Everyone else, yes. All right. So what is your preferred me- method of booking appointments? Do you want them to message you directly or call the salon? Um, my recommendation, call the goddamn salon. Don't text them. Just call the salon. Faith? I'll start this one too. Lisa's so sweet. I've been preparing these answers because I'm ready to say them. So you have to remember for a hairstylist, there's a couple things. So we have clients. So the hardest part of our job is not necessarily the physical part. It's the mental part. It's the fact that every 15 to 20 to 40 minutes, we have to change gears into a different conversation with a different person. And when you're double booked, you're going from one conversation to the next. So every 20 minutes, you have to remember, go back to the girl that has the cute dog with the two kids that you're talking about that. And then you have to jump to the divorcee who's going through hell and back and you're talking to her and you have to jump. Our minds are used to jumping. And then the second you're not with them, you're in the back thinking about how their hair is going to lift, how their formula is going to go, how everything's happening. What toner should I be using? Then you're back out there and you're talking to them again. Then you're back in the back and you're like, and then aside from all of those other things you're thinking about with that person that has nothing to do with what they even think is going through your head. You're also like, hmm, at some point I should maybe pee because I've had to pee for two hours. Um, I got my period like a day ago and haven't been able to take care of that. No, um, no really though, you are. You haven't had lunch in, I don't know, weeks. You are, I'm like, oh look, there's 18 missed calls from my husband. Something, yeah, something and, might you know, be wrong in my family. I have 18 missed phone calls. So you have to realize that mentally our minds are jumping constantly. So there's two problems that come of texting us or contacting via phone. Number one is you text us and there's a good chance I'm not getting that text till nine o'clock at night. And I've been at the salon since nine in the morning. And at that point, my brain is fried. You might as well be texting me in Chinese because I don't understand the words that are coming through my phone. Or number, yeah, 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 you know. Or number two, you text me, I look at it, I say that works. And two seconds later, when I go to rinse you out in or go to put it in the computer, my girl's complaining because something's wrong with her hair. And all of a sudden I'm in emergency mode and I'm rinsing out her toner and this didn't go right and blah, blah, blah. And then four weeks later you show up for your appointment and I'm like, oh, I never put that in the computer. So because our minds are constantly jumping, you can text us and you can contact us that way. But there's, it's really the most inefficient way would be the best way to word it. The most efficient way we have a reception, our receptionist and assistant knows our schedules better than us. And if you call and you say, I want to get in before Christmas, she'll say you are on your mind, but I can put you on a cancellation list. And then what happens is when I get a cancel, someone calls the salon to cancel their appointment. She has my list in front of her. She calls the person on my cancellation list. By the time the message gets to me and I'm over in divorcee cute puppy land with my two <laughs> clients, right? Mm-hmm. By the time the message gets to me, she goes, hey, such and so canceled. Um, 
Anne-Marie was on your wait list. I called her. She filled that spot. Does that work? Yep. Cool. I haven't even gone to the computer. I don't know what my schedule is like. The girls at the desk know our schedules better than us. We don't see them throughout the day. We are killing and hustling ourselves to get through our day. And honestly, as my and I, I do have like kind of a little theory. If you don't get a Christmas card from me, we're not close enough for you to text me about your appointment. It's my new theory. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. And I send out about 80 Christmas cards. So <laughs> it's a big list of people. Oh, she just threw some shade. Oh, watch for your Throw mail. some shade. <laughs> good news, those guys. Good news, though. I got one. So we're good. I have All right. Not, so we have, have seven minutes. To, you will. So we have seven minutes to go through these common beauty misconceptions. Okay. So this oh. is like a rapid fire here. Then we got can it? answer them because you have the answers. Yes. Okay. All right. Drying your hair with the – I want to know who – Ask this. Thanks. Drying your hair with the t-shirt is great for your ends. No. Is that a thing? Drying no, your hair with the t-shirt? No. Silly. So either way, cotton roughs up your cuticle and it doesn't dry your strands effectively. So and it leaves you prone to frizz and damage. Um, so really the best way to go is a microfiber towel. Um, so really a towel is a towel, a t-shirt's a t-shirt. Use a damn towel. Unless you're use fancy, use a microfiber one. Yeah. If you really have concerns, that's where you go. You Agreed. should only be using a t-shirt if you didn't bring a towel with you to the shower. Yeah, um, like in the okay. jam. So exactly, exactly. So if you pluck a gray hair, several will, no. several no. will grow back no. in its place. Thank you. No. No. She it's just, just a big. She just says no. no. I'm like I wrote the yeah. scientific answer. The scientific answer is no. you're only affecting the follicle that contained it, not the surrounding. If you keep ones. cutting it, it'll it'll spring out shortly. Right. And yeah. just keep causing you're not gonna, more. You know what? Don't I can't pluck wait. it. Don't cut it. Just let it be. Do this one last. Okay. Um, all right. You can repair split ends. Mm -mm. No. No, you cannot repair them. You can nourish them and you can improve the appearance them. of them. You can mask, you can mask, not mend totally. You cannot, you cannot reconstruct ends that have been damaged or split. Correct. Cutting your hair makes it grow back faster. True or false? False. False. Um, the only way to make your hair grow is healthy scalp and scalp treatments. Where it grows from. Where it grows from. And if you're having issues, if maybe the products you're Which using aren't working. Which would create it to go faster. Yeah, it really would. Then if, if you have any issues, that's when you add vitamins, collagen, whatever you yeah. need to add into your diet to help make that happen. Your hair grows from the root, not the end. Oh. Oh, so, like think about that. That might mm -hmm. also a working title. Okay, so do we want to do the beauty hacks before the last, no, question? the last question? Okay, so the last question is why shouldn't I wash my hair every day? Well, you give me a time limit, so I'm going to say this really fast. I talk about this in the salon a lot. So your nervous system controls your sebum production, and sebum is the oil that um, accumulates on your scalp. That's the natural oil that accumulates, okay? So your it's just- body. Yes, on your entire body. So producing that is like producing milk if someone's ever breastfed. Every time you scrub your scalp, you are sending a, a signal through your nervous system to say you have to produce more of that. Just like when you're trying to breastfeed or get your milk on a cycle, you, there's there's kind of a communication system that Sensory. works. 
sensory system. Thank you. So then if you go from washing your hair every day to washing it every other day, then every other day your hair is going to accumulate a ton of grease and oil because it is used to producing it every day. So the only way you can actually control how much oil you produce, and I give every single person out there this challenge, I've done it to my clients and it's worked every time, you take two weeks. Two weeks is what it takes to start controlling the production of oil. It also is what you need for breast milk. It's anything, any change on your body where you're trying to control the changes in communication in your nervous system, it takes two weeks. If you wash your hair every other day for two weeks straight, you will decrease the amount of sebum production by 50%. And all of a sudden you will notice that on your day twos, you are not covered in grease. It is actually much more manageable. And so in order to get down to washing your hair less, you have to control your oil production. In order to do that, you have to do that consistently for two weeks. And then when you do wash it, you need to wash it thoroughly so that you're not clacking your your pores on your scalp and that you're allowing the new hair to grow in. Mm-hmm. Mind blown. Yet again. <laughs> Yep. All right, last one. You have one minute. Tricks oh my gosh. and beauty hacks. Please. Coffee grounds coconut oil. What does that mean? Well, there are a lot of things that we have in our own kitchen that can help your hair and skin. So I'm not sure about... Um, oh, yeah. So I'm just going to put out a couple things that are inexpensive yes, and not true beauty products. They're truly just things that we have that we can do for our, our skin and hair. I'm super excited about okay. this. So coffee is a kind of a stimulator. Yeah. So that can help with your rejuvenating and stimulating and accentuating your skin and to glow and all those things for your face all over your body. So coffee, yes. Um, the other things that are good for your skin to even soak in, to take a bath or to like um, compresses for your face is lavender, mm-hmm. bergamot, mm-hmm. Um, tea tree. Mm-hmm. Those are three essential oils that are so big in all kinds of ingredients in all of the expensive to low end. Those are some essential oils that are so... Um, essential for your skin. So there's very easy ways to, like we said, um, not to have um, expensive product. Mm-hmm. This is what you can do for yourself. I can't even, I have learned so much from this episode. Like I could sit here for another four hours because I, there's so many questions that were answered and you guys debunked so many myths. Like you guys are amazing. And now like number one, I'm going to buy a Veda tomorrow. And number two, like it really is like you need to take care of the inside if Mm -hmm. you want the outside to glow and be pretty and all that stuff. Are there any closing comments that you guys want to make be good to yourself oh, that's mm-hmm. really sweet that's really sweet okay. I don't think I can top that no. this is why Lisa is the best and why I follow her to the ends of the earth if she opens the salon in Alaska sorry <laughs> to going. say I'm going, going. <laughs> bundle up um, <laughs> let's see okay my biggest advice my biggest advice is <sighs> 
Um, yeah, I, I agree with what she said. It's, I think I would say be kind to yourself. You know, I see a lot of people that walk in that look gorgeous and they try to, what do I, I need to be doing this. I'm like, you don't need to be doing anything, girl. You look better than I do. Um, you know, everybody's beautiful. They really are. I mean, I've never, everyone's beautiful. Everyone does the best they can. And, um, you know, obviously we love Aveda and we love what we do. And I'm joking about the Christmas cards. You guys can text me all the time. You just don't <laughs> oh, guaranteed get an appointment. Right. I know. Yeah. Um, you know, I felt bad about that. Um, no, don't feel bad. Yeah. Because we're busy people. <laughs> don't feel bad oh, about gosh, that. No, on. boundaries. On. You on. need boundaries. And the you thing is, if you don't so hear from you, call the salon. Yeah, Give it a that's chance. The thing. And then. And yes. then move on. Yeah. It's not yeah. like you get a break between meetings. Yeah. No, you're back no. to back to back. All don't feel bad for that. That's okay. a true. I don't feel bad for that. <laughs> this is this is why I have my two my two bodyguards here. <laughs> my emotional moon bodyguards. Lovers. Oh, <laughs> moon guards. Oh God. Oh God. We're gonna go dance across. <laughs> yeah. These Nothing. two. These Forget two. Um, but no, be kind to yourself and. Um, you know, moderation. Yeah. Moderation. Mm -hmm. And we're always there for you guys. And trust us, the biggest thing I could actually say, we're not glamorous. You no, know, people think roots. hairstylists are glamorous. We're the last ones to get yeah. our hair colored. We, we know how to look good really quickly for the least amount of money more than any of you guys because we get the least amount of care and time. i promise or you time. that or time mm -hmm. so trust us when people so yeah for ourselves yeah and it's okay because that's what we signed right. up for right to devote our time but don't to think others. that we don't understand the problems yeah. you guys have because mm -hmm. we do we never yeah. get our own hair done and yeah. we need to find beauty hacks for ourselves and we're trying to still you know afford the same things you guys are affording um, it's the same boat for us. You know, people will be like, Oh, my hair. I'm like, Oh, my hair, <laughs> you know, like it's the same. We're all the same. No, it's, I don't know. And we're, and we're there for you guys to help you guys with whatever. And I love what I do and I love who I work with. And if you are in the beauty industry, the biggest advice I give you is work with people who inspire you and make you want to always bring your A game. I always say like, you know, when you're dating someone in like the first three months, so you always like bring that, like you bring like the best version of yourself. I work with people who after 15 years of doing this, I still feel like I'm in my third month of dating them. So I always you still, still love me. I, I, I mean, <laughs> not as much as you may love Anna now. <laughs> the college but boyfriend. The college is, boyfriend. Is, yeah. Tempted by the moon, <laughs> baby. <laughs> but, oh, you know, no. always, I still bring no. my best foot forward after working with these girls as long as I have. And I still love what I do. And um, if there's ever a day that I stop loving what I do, I will do everyone a favor and put my scissors down. So absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think a really nice wrap up too, just from listening to you guys is that it matters just as much what you put into yourself as what you put on top of yourself. Like, mm -hmm. you know, whatever you're using to. It's the heart know. of the matter. Yes, exactly. It sounds really corny, but no. it, for, us, for yeah. us, it is the heart mm -hmm. yeah. that comes through. And mm -hmm. anyone that comes through the salons, both mm -hmm. know that, that we care more about you, the person and 
or a client than it is about the beauty. And the beauty is comes through. That's a bonus. When right, you, yeah. When you're cared for, yeah. the beauty shines through. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, put good stuff into your body mm-hmm. and good stuff comes out comes of your body. Out. It shines through. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Ah, this has been yeah. so great, you guys. I totally <laughs> love this episode already. I totally do. And Lisa, thank you, thank you so much. Oh thank you. Oh my God. Seriously. Yes. Snaps. She's still trying to make snaps work. What? She really is. God yeah. bless her. All right. Thank you so much, Lisa. You are thank such you. a sweet... <laughs> I love you. You're my moon sister now. Yes, we are moon sisters. You're stuck with us forever. Yes. Good luck. Bye. Bye. Bye.